What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million-dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. Brett, my man, welcome to the show, man. This is a long time coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cool. So let's get into it, dude. You got a great story and uh, I know it very well, but the listeners don't. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? Because before real estate, you were doing another business. So I just want to hear like the the history of that because you got a cool story. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Back to when I was 21, um, so that's about six years ago now, uh, I was going to community college at uh, Rockland and uh, was going to school for business, so I always had a little bit of an interest in business, um, wanted to get involved in something, have something for my own, and uh, I remember just going to school and a lot of the stuff I was learning there just was kind of boring to me, <laughs> and it, a lot of it was, you know, start start from the bottom, work your way up. And I just didn't love the idea of the traditional route. And I was like, always had it in my head. I was like, damn, I, I would love to start my own business, but never really thought of what to do or, or how that would actually even work. Um, so one of my good friends, Eric Tremblay, um, good buddy of mine since high school, also obviously a friend of yours. Um, we would hang out a lot because we were both going to community college. All of our friends were away at school, doing their thing, having fun. So we were just uh, hanging out most nights, you know, just just hanging back in Monroe, keeping it keeping it low key. And uh, we would just both talk about it. We would share ideas and we were just like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to start a business. And he was on the same page. He was like, dude, I've been thinking about it. I've been investing. Uh, Eric's a beginner investor in Bitcoin. So he bought that at a good price back in the day. And uh, had a couple other investments going on. So he was a little bit more involved in the world of, you know, business and investing. And he had the same page. He was like, yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to, you know, get into business too. And we're like, okay, well, we need to find a product to sell. <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, so we started thinking about things that we were passionate about. And at the time and to this day, we we're both very passionate about the gym and working out. And uh, even more so with, supplements like pre-workout proteins amino acids stuff like that basically things that'll help us hit our goals faster and uh eric was uh taking biochemistry as a major so that helped a little bit for you guys and he's and he's a bit of a meathead so basically his science background plus uh being a meathead he's like dude i've always wanted to make my own products like my own formulas and i was like all right. <laughs> I was like, if you, you know, if you're confident in that, I was like, you, you know how to make a pre-workout. He's like, dude, I can make the best pre-workout. And I was like, huh. I was like, well, that's interesting. I don't know shit about the science or the formulating, but 
you know, I trust you, you know, I can tell you know what you're talking about. And it seems like, you know, you would know what to do. So at that point, we were like, let's start selling supplements. And uh, I followed a couple of people, Andy Priscilla with First Form and a, a couple other guys, just to kind of pay attention, see how things were going in that market and how that business kind of worked. And we started an LLC. Um, and, uh, you know, we did 50-50 partnership. I think it was like a thousand bucks, which neither of us really had much money at the time. Um, so I spent a thousand bucks, opened up the LLC, spent a few weeks. We got a logo made. I actually drew up, uh, the logo originally. And then we had our friend, Tony, uh, who was doing graphic designing at the time, made us our logo. We came up with a company name and Eric and I were both working at the pizza shop at this time. So, uh, I remember we go on deliveries and come back. And he would just be writing all these formulations down on like these notepads for the job. And I, I would see him write down all these crazy ingredients, all these different doses. And I remember just being like, how do you know what's what? And he's just like, I know it. Like I just do research development. So I saw him going to work, putting together formulas. And then we ordered our first product. Uh, first one was a test booster. And then we started introducing pre-workouts and then eventually protein, fat burners, stuff like that. So, um, once we figured out, okay, this is the brand, this is our logo, this is what we're going to be about, uh, making good products, good quality. And, um, and then the next step was opening the LLC. So we had those things and, uh, we, we started looking for manufacturers. Eric handled most of the manufacturing stuff. So he was reaching out to different companies, trying to figure out, you know, get different quotes, find out where the companies are sourcing their products from, making sure it's FDA approved, everything's uh, certified, everything's good to go. So we locked in our first manufacturer and had our first product made, had labels made, everything like that. I remember this, man. Built. It seems like it was yesterday. This was like probably 2015, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It was about that time. And, um, yeah, and that's that's when came our first bill. It was uh, you know, our first major bill. I I think it was maybe close to six or seven thousand just for that first order. And uh we were like, wow, well, we don't have six or seven thousand just to invest, you know, we're we're 21 years old and we were working, but you know, to 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 come out that's of pocket. It's a lot of money for a guy without yeah, that's a lot of money for two guys. Yeah, so uh we did the old credit card. And, uh, so we put that on a credit card, no big deal. And then, uh, we created a website after that. And then a lot of word of mouth, um, helped us out a lot. Me and Eric were working out every day at, at Gold's gym in Harriman. So we knew a lot of people there. Um, they knew we were pretty serious about working out and, uh, also that Eric knows, you know, science and is into formulating. So we actually came into the market with a lot of trust and, uh, also, we gave out a lot of free stuff too to start. So we were giving out, you know, not not necessarily the product, but we'd give out sample packets, um, and basically just have people try our product for free, try to get people to buy. So at that point, we had our product. We got a website up and running. We hired uh, someone on Fiverr, made us a website. We used Shopify, and we, you know, we thought we were in business. <laughs> we were like, okay, we we got an actual business now. Um, so the next step was to figure out how to sell it, you know, sales and marketing, as they say. So 
uh, neither of us knew anything about sales and marketing. <laughs> so that was a huge, huge problem that we had to face and basically um, work on different strategies, how to market the products and, and so forth. So we were doing a lot of word of mouth business, which was great. Uh, but to take it to the next level, we, you know, we're going to have to run some ads. We're going to have to collaborate with some other people. So we started, you know, getting affiliates and basically just making strides to, to sell the product. Um, so we were doing that and then, so we were selling them and we were cool. And then we wanted to get another product. So we want to have more, at least four or five products to represent our brand and, uh, have people have more stuff, more options. And with that came another bill. So, uh, I think the pre-workout, our first run was probably close to 10 grand. I think it was like 9,000 something. Dude, these are big bills for like young kids who are basically in college. I mean, that's, that's not a joke. I mean, that's 17, 20 grand. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money, dude. I give you guys a lot of respect yeah. for writing those checks, dude. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's, it's scary. Um, Cause you know, that, that point in your life as a young man, you get out of high school and you go into college and you basically, okay, this is real life, especially community college. It, yeah. At least it felt that way for me. Um, it was, it was more of a jump right into real, real life. Uh, you're still living at home. You still got to do a lot of responsibilities. You're not just hanging out at the dorm and, you know, getting, getting money and, you know, from, from parents and whatnot, nothing wrong with that. But if you are, you, you basically just kind of jump not living in reality. You're living yeah. in purgatory. You're so, not in the real world. So, yeah. So, so for us to, uh, you know, make the decision to invest that much money, you know, into our future was definitely a, a huge step. And um, luckily we've had a lot of good, you know, mentors, friends around us and and basically people that have kept us, you know, on the right track with having that mindset to make that decision. Um, and then basically, yes. So we were now 20 grand, you know, in debt. Um, but keep in mind, we're selling the products. So we're making the money back, but we're not really seeing any of that. And then also it's just paying back what we've, what we bought. And then if we're going to make any money on top of that, it's going to have to go into marketing because we're not, we're not known at all. So it's like, we're like local, but you weren't like, you guys are like, we're doing good. I, cause I remember this, like you guys were doing really well with the gold's gym word of mouth, like consistency, but like to get it to the next level, to get it on like a regional basis, to get it on a, on a coastal basis. That's where, you know, the, the marketing and, and all the other stuff. Cause like, if you could take what you were doing at golds and then multiply that to 10 golds and then those 10 golds, you know what I mean? That's where, you know what I yeah. mean? Scale is tough, you know? Yeah. For sure. That was the idea. Um, but we knew going into it, that was going to be the case. So we yeah. knew we weren't going to like spend 10, you know, 20 grand to make 50 grand or whatever the profits were exactly. But we knew that we were going to be basically hustling and bustling for a while without seeing, you know, return until we were pretty established. Um, so we were still working, you know, at the pizzeria and whatever side jobs we were working. I had quite a few during that time. Um, so yeah, it was just like, okay, here's another bill. Let's let's go and then just keep introducing more products and selling products. And ultimately we were pretty much breaking even uh, at the end of the year from what we spent that year in products and marketing to what we brought in through the door revenue wise. Um, so we were pretty much breaking even uh, almost basically every year actually. And we ran it from 
about four years. So we ran it from when I was 21 to until I was 25. So we just, we didn't stop too long ago. This was about two years ago now, uh, about a year and a half, because it was August um, before last. And so August um, of 2021, right? Actually, no, I think it was August 2020, August 2020. Either okay. one of those. I think, yeah, it was either August 2021 or, uh, or 2020. I can't remember exactly now. Um, but yeah, so basically four four years straight, we were we were pretty much breaking even, um, but we were putting our heart and soul into it. You know, we were delivering products um, every you know almost every day. We had people wanting products, um, so basically, along with building the business, we learned a lot of of grit and the ability to work for free. Which I know you and I talked about this uh, the other day is a very valuable skill to have. Um, so basically people would hit me up every day, you know, no matter what I was doing, you know, if I was wanted to go out to dinner that night or if I wanted to do something uh, or if I was working, I'd go after work, I'd go before dinner, after dinner, like basically whatever it took to get that product into that customer's hand and get the money to keep us alive, um, we would do. So we actually offered to drive the products out anywhere within 20 miles of Monroe. So we would actually hand deliver our products, which is not the best use of time uh, at this point, but uh, we would hand deliver products, let everybody know, you know, all the information about the products, what their goals are and what they're looking to achieve. And basically literally help each one of these people um, become better and use our products through the process. So we were really hands-on with everybody and basically just just doing whatever it took to try to to try to survive you know it's 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 definitely not easy um to to start a business and with a lot of overhead like a product business and then to you know try to sell all those products is definitely a task so we basically would just you know we're doing that for four years straight we would we would try you know ads we'd spend money there um we would hand deliver the products and then year three we wanted to do exactly like you said and get into more Gold's Gym because we had um, recurring customers from Harriman Gold's and we had people that really loved our products. So we figured if we can just mimic that, if we're making, you know, a, a thousand, two thousand dollars worth of sales in Gold's Gym and Harriman, if we get five more gyms, we should essentially bring in 10 grand a month. So that was the theory. Um, so at that point, I was like, okay, let's let's try to get into other gyms. So I started going, we started with uh, Gold's Harriman, and I talked to the manager, George, at the time. Um, the old manager had just left, and then George came in, and he's. I'm pretty sure he's running the place to this day. It's called Powerhouse, the general, by the way. It's Powerhouse. It's not called Gold's anymore. It's Powerhouse. Really? Yeah, they changed the name. Yeah. Oh, okay. new news as of this podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that, but I remember George telling me that they weren't doing too hot. Um, so that that kind of makes sense. They probably had to rebrand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So George was in there, and I just remember, like, you know, it's like it, it it's nerve wracking your first time through. Like you're a kid, like you haven't really established anything. Um. You know, and I was just was like, hey, can we chat? You know, can we, can we chat? He's like, yeah, come into my office. 
And I basically tell him, say, hey, look, you know, we, we've been selling products to people in here for some time. Uh, you know us, you know, we, we like to, uh, you know, chat with a lot of people here and, and try to basically build our business. We're trying to build a business from the ground up. And a uh, super cool guy. He's like, yep, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's a good idea. You know, I'd love to help you guys. And he's like, I got to talk to uh, the owner and, uh, you know, try to try to work something out with for you guys. So we went back and forth for a couple of weeks. I had to follow up with him a couple of times. And uh, ultimately he was like, yeah, we can we can put the products in here. So we were like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, this is a good we could just sell right out of Gold's Gym and in, in Harriman. So um, he got us by. We set up our products in there. And, you know, in your head, you're like, this is it. <laughs> we're going to have people walking in here buying all these products. On autopilot. Yeah, yeah. So we had the products in there. And then I started just like, I got to go to as many gyms as possible. So uh, the next place is Granite Barbell. Good friend of ours, Brett. That Campbell Hall. Campbell Hall, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Brett Somerville, great guy. He's helped us a ton through that whole process. And, uh, you know, it was always kind of like a mentor to us because he built a uh, granite barbell from the ground up and he used to go to the coffee shop next door and hang out there and, and try to get people to come to his shop, you know, to, to his gym. So, uh, cool guy. He was like, absolutely. We'll put it in there. He's like, we don't even want any profit. Like, we'll just sell the products for you. Like such a nice guy. And we were like, awesome. Like, that's great. So, and we had some customers from granite barbell already. So there was definitely a market there. So started selling in Granite Barbell. And uh, we were, so we were selling a good amount of products in Granite. And then basically on my drive home from Granite, I, I would just look for gyms and I would just pop into them. So a couple powerlifting gyms. I stopped at the YMCA in Monroe. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had oh, like, it's like, it's like a hidden gym. It's like behind like a road yeah. back there. Yeah. Yeah. Off we had products. Yep. So I walked into there. I was like, Hey, I'm Brett. You know, I'm, I, I own this business. I'm, I live in Monroe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, an opportunity to, to potentially show people the product and see if they want to get it. So set up a meeting with the, with the manager there. I can't quite remember her name now, but super nice lady too. Uh, sat down with me, basically the same conversation, you know, we'd love to help. We got to talk to the, the, uh, the owner and figure things out. So they were really they were really great too. And they helped us out. And then we did get a couple no's from some other people. One of the powerlifting gyms I went into planet fitness is pretty much impossible to get into They're They're, you know, big franchise. So, um, but I, we were grateful for the, the YMCA and, and gold's gym taking our product. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty big. Um, or at least we thought, so we were like, hell yeah. Like we're on the right, we're on the right track. Hey, what's going on? This is Greg Hellbeck here. And if you're listening to this, odds are you are a real estate investor. And a big question that I always get asked is, Greg, how do you get your deals? So I have the answer to that question. The main way that I get deals, and it's been this way for years, is through direct mail marketing. Now, direct mail marketing is certainly not easy, but if you have direct mail dialed in the right way, it is profitable month after month after month after month. So I'm actually going to give you a free guide, which is my top five direct mail mistakes. So if you want to check out my guide absolutely for free, 
Go to directmailclass.com, put in your name and email, and you will get my guide, which is my top five fatal direct mail mistakes. If you just use that guide alone, it will make you a much better direct mail marketer. So if you want to learn how to optimize and become very successful finding deals through direct mail marketing for your real estate investment company, go to directmailclass.com and get my free guide. So had our products in about three or four gyms and we wanted to see how it was going to pan out. So we basically would see how many products sold over the next couple of weeks, month and, and whatnot. So uh, it started coming back and I think we sold like two proteins and an amino acid in like a week or two at Gold's. And we sold like probably six or 10 products within the month at Granite. Like Granite like was our main uh, market at the time. Yeah, we had a lot of good customers there. And then the Y didn't sell anything. Oh, wow. So the Y wasn't selling anything and it was on a table in there and it, it wasn't really in, in the, in the best location. And then also I did actually go in there um, a couple of times I would go and I'd set up a table and I'd bring a big jug of water. I'd bring cups, I'd bring samples. And I would just, as people would come out and be like, Hey, like you want to try it? And people would try it, but it just would never convert. I think maybe we got a sale or two, but basically yeah. But that it gym is more like grandpa's, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's really a family like a gym. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no meatheads there. No, it's know. not. It's a family-oriented facility. Yeah, so we were like, we got, we got to take the products because we, you know, we had a, we had a good, we had like hundreds of products, but you know, even having 50, 40, 50 products in the Y, it just didn't make sense because we were like, we had a lot of like people wanted vanilla protein, and we had some there. We were like, you know what? Let's take it out of the Y. I don't think this is like the people that are shopping for our product are not here. Yeah. Um, so the, the people we can help are not at the Y they're they've, they've got their own thing going on. So we took it out of the Y and the, and then gold's gym um, was only selling maybe, you know, a few products a month. And we, we were expecting a lot more because it was right in front, in front of people's face. And we knew some of the employees there were our friends. So, you know, people would talk and they, they would try to help us make some sales and stuff like that. And, uh, but with golds, we had to basically split the profit. So we had to, we would sell them the product, you know, for maybe 10, $15 less than what it would sell for. So we were only making, you know, whatever, 10, 10 bucks per product. So at the end of two months, we made like, I think it was like 130 bucks. <laughs> and we were like, wow, like what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And uh, so at that point, we were like, we need to figure something out. So we had a, a, a good friend of ours, Prady. Um, he runs uh, Azoth Supplements and he actually featured us a, a couple years prior to when we spoke with Prady um, on uh, his supplement page. He had supplement Snoop. He partnered up with someone. Basically, they introduce products into the marketplace. They talk about them and basically give them a rating. So uh, they did that for us. They gave us a rating and uh, it was a great rating and it was great. And then they were like, hey, would you guys want to jump on a podcast? So Eric jumped on a podcast with Prady and Justin and we're just talking about, you know, the market and 
us coming into it. And, you know, basically we were just trying to absorb whatever we can and get ourselves out there. And, uh, Pretty was giving us a lot of good information and he, he runs a, a serious, serious, serious company, like millions of dollars a year. So we're like, this guy, like we need to talk to him. Like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we reached out to him and we were like, Hey man, like we need help. Like we need to consult. Um, you know, we've been doing this three, three and a half years now. And, uh, we're, you know, we're breaking even, um, we're selling a, a, a good amount of product um, online. We were selling products in gyms. We were selling products through word of mouth. So we were moving product, but it wasn't enough to get us to that next level. So we were like, we, we need your help. We need to consult. He's like, I, I do consulting. Um, he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I'd be happy to help you guys out. Um, he's like, I'm down in Miami. I could fly up to New York and, and, you know, do a meeting with you guys. We could do like a full day, eight hours. And we were like, hell yeah, this is amazing. Prady's going to basically swoop in and save us and, and point us in the right direction, show us what to do. He's like, yep. So I'm going to need you to sign this NDA and it's going to be $10,000. <laughs> so we were like, Wow. Uh, 10 so we we're like we now we have no money you know besides working our side jobs we're in debt uh credit card debt our credit cards were maxed out um credit cards maxed out we're in debt and now we're about to go take another 10 grand to pay someone to to tell us what he knows for eight hours um so we were like well it's either we keep going the way we're going and spending time and effort and we might just break even again or kind of like jumping into it when we had to buy the product the first time we said well if we invest this money but we take it seriously and, and know that this will help us in the future or at least give us our best shot to be successful we're going to take it um so we got a loan for 10 grand who gave you the loan <laughs> uh just like a local credit union Oh, you got a loan. So you got an unsecured yeah. basically loan. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically got a loan like you would for a car. Like for yeah. for there's no collateral though, right? No, just interest. Yeah, but they, they didn't secure the loan against anything. Like you guys don't have no, 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 no. You didn't have like properties and shit. No, no. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so we paid him the 10 grand. Uh he flew up to New York. Um, and, uh, he met us, he, I forget where he met, he met us down South a little bit. I can't remember what town it was now, but we met up with him and, uh, we sat in a room with Prady for eight hours and he basically went through everything with us. He went through all of our numbers and what he did, which really changed the direction of where we were heading was. He put on the board, that was one of the first things that Prady did was he put on the board, he drew a little factory and he said, every business ultimately comes back to this, this factory, what you put into it and then what you get out of it. And we were like, okay, <laughs> this is a good starting ground. So he's like, basically you figure out, so what you're spending, what you're putting into it, whatnot. And it was basically pretty simple stuff. You think, oh yeah, that makes sense. What you buy and then what you return on it. But he showed it to us in a way where 
we realized that we were one paying way too much for our products. So most people don't know this, but we would pay $19 and change per unit of no spot free workout. $19. And we would that was sell your it. Cost. That was your cost oh. to buy it. Yep. All in shipping, handling, packaging. And we would sell it for $40. Dude, those margins already, I can already tell you're in trouble with those margins. I Without even knowing that business, I'm just like, that's not enough meat on the bone to Yeah. 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 So in our head, we're like, we're going to make $20 a unit. We can like, that's, Gross. that's okay. when we, yeah, exactly. Key point. <laughs> so, you know, when we're, when we're 21, we're like, yeah, $20, you know, $20. Oh my God. 50% <laughs> profit margin. Holy shit. Right. And then it just goes to show our uh, lack of experience in marketing, you know, sales and marketing. Cause we didn't I think expect I may have mentioned to you guys back in the day. I said, you guys should probably really concentrate on sales and marketing. Yeah. Right? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was our, that was our, you know, you know, obviously if we can start over, that would be, yeah. you know, number one, all in priority. So, yeah. um, so yeah, he drew it out. He's like, you got, he's like, what you're paying what for that? And we were like, yeah, he's like, he's like, you got to be between five and $7 a unit. Like if you want to even serve, like compete. And we were like, what do you mean? So he knows everybody. Right. So it's like, okay, we need to be at, you know, the, the, this much per unit and whatnot. Um, and we were like, okay, well, we can't do that because our product is stacked. Like we have clinically dosed every ingredient and a little bit extra of other ones. So we would go online and we would figure out um, what are the most innovative ingredients. And then we'd talk to our manufacturers. So we were one of the first companies to put uh, nootropics in our products. So we would use teacrine, dynamine, uh, and then we even had DMHA in our product for a little bit there. Um, and people loved it. Like we had a gr like a killer product, focus, everything like that. But to put all those ingredients to make that perfect product is so expensive. Yeah. So when people go into the marketplace and like, well, I took this and I didn't feel anything, or I took this and it doesn't make me feel good or it's, it's shitty. It's because what's happening is a lot of the companies will actually short some of the ingredients or just put in what they need to put in to get the cost down. And then they market it. You put a nice pretty cover on it. You put flashy colors, you call it a cool name. And that's basically what the market was. And we were like, well, fuck that. Like, we were like, wait a second. Like, we want to make the best product we can make and still sell it. He's like, well, you can't do brick and mortar. He's like, you're, you, you do not have enough profit margin to go into gyms and sell product and have them take a cut. He's like, you're not, he's like, I know companies are losing money. He's like, you, you will not make it. You're going to be in the same position basically. So right he's then and there, you, so you're at this meeting in New Jersey and he's giving you the hard truth and you guys yeah. are both like, yeah, wow. because in our mind, it's like, oh, we got to go and ask these businesses like to, to take our product. Like they're not yeah. like, why would they even give us a chance? And then it's like, you get, you know, you get the confidence and you start going to these places and then you start going and you're like, wow, we got our products in all these gyms. Like we're going to make it, we're going to sell products. And then he's just like, yeah, like you guys are never yeah, going to, he's like, guys, you're like, not. It was that cold, hard truth where he took us a little bit out of 
la la land and into reality because we were spending some serious money so we were like this isn't you know this isn't just for fun like we need to figure this out you wrote him a check for 10 grand and he he was obligated to tell you the truth so let's let's fast forward now so you have this meeting yeah, for sure. with, uh, with prady right so this guy knows what he's doing what happens after that meeting in the grand scheme of things? Because this this is going to transition you into the real estate business. And by the way, we're going to do a part two. We're going to break this podcast up into two episodes. Uh, so th this is part one is you're, you're like up, come up. And then we're going to talk Brett, Brett and real estate because the listeners, this guy is a beast of buying houses. So how did that meeting with Prady end? And then it's almost like, uh, you know, the two parts to a sequel, you know, then we'll kind of pick up where that that ended. So how did that meeting end? Okay. And what was the next you know, few moves for Brett Generelli. Yeah. So after he went through everything, he basically dialed out three different directions we can go. Brick and mortar was off the table. We can continue our Shopify store and just run an e-commerce online store. Uh, but with our profit margins, what they were set at, basically, even if we made a million dollars a year, we would take home like 150,000. Um, and that, and basically split between me and Eric after taxes, it was basically no money to run a million dollar company. And we were like, wait, what the fuck? Like <laughs> that sucks. The margins are so thin. Yeah. yeah so we were like, this doesn't make sense. And then he's like, well, you can also do Amazon. So Amazon is your best bang for your buck. You can get the most out of it as long as you knew what you were doing on Amazon. Um, so he was pretty, he's a top seller on Amazon. So he basically just was like, Hey, this, this is a good, good Avenue to go to, but basically back to this, but then he made us think he's like, well, you still probably want to get the price a little bit cheaper. And then he's like, it's going to cost money to get on Amazon. Oh yeah. And ads. Yeah. And it's not guaranteed that it's, it's going to sell. Like he was going to help us out to, you know, work that system. But, but essentially it was like, you're going to have to spend X even more money now to not have that guarantee if it's, if it's going to be successful. And it was just like, at that point, yeah, it was like, we looked at our whole product line. He's like, are you sure you want to sell these products? And we were like, it was either remake all our products, start from scratch. Basically start over again. Yeah. Basically start over again. But he, he let us in that a lot of, uh, you know, celebrities run a lot of these, these companies like they, so you'll see, um, what's her name? I can't, I can't, the sugar bear care one and a, a couple other big ones, they'll have like influencers and celebrities selling their product. And you think they might be the owner, but it, it turns out they actually own a very, 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 very small percentage. But on the outside, it looks like they're the owner. So basically he's like, if you can leverage that, you can really blow up your brand. So we were like, shit. So then I'm, tr we were trying to think. So my cousin, uh, Mark Johnson's a tattoo artist, AKA Jeezy tattoos. And uh, he has a very big following. He tattoos a lot of professional athletes. Uh, so we were like, and he's also one of my best friends. So I was like, hey man, like, you know, maybe we can we can do something with Mark. So then basically we, we had a whole idea to transition into uh, like tattoo after products. So we did that for a little bit, like kind of got, got into it. So basically from that meeting is when we decided to, to, to close the company. Because it was either revamp, we already were sitting on hundreds of products. So, and we were already tens of thousands of dollars in debt. So we either had to revamp, buy a bunch more product, and then pay more money to market it, which we didn't have at the time. So it's like not even really an option, or we can just try to basically pivot and take all the experience we've learned and put it into maybe a new product. 
Um, so basically that meeting in general, we paid 10 grand for Prady to tell us. He didn't tell us, but basically show he us. He got you to realize that this that is- we should close, yeah. That we should yeah. close the business. So okay. anyway, long so story you basically, short, we okay, closed so the business. You That's got all this experience up to where you're at at this point. This is in like August of 2020, maybe 2021, when it was a couple of years ago. While you were doing that, you actually started to buy some properties uh, and learn how to how to buy houses. I uh, made a connection yep. to someone and, and it ended up being a great fit for a while. So as you're doing this, I'll, I'll, I'll basically kind of tease everyone and then we'll end this one and do a part two. And we'll obviously talk about sales and how you've been able to grow yourself and, and you know, grow with our business now. So. You, you, you started learning how to buy properties and, you know, you're doing that while you're running cat five. And that's, that was the name of your company cat or category five, we call it cat five uh, for short. And you're learning these valuable skills. You're like, basically, it's almost like an iceberg. Like you see the top of the iceberg, but you don't see everything going on underneath it. Right. So you're doing that, you know, you're, you're buying properties. You had to take a couple side jobs at that time. And you're at a point where I remember we were, um, we were talking, I think we went out to a pro no. Cause I, I knew you were kind of in like this in-between phase. So I would actually send you out to some of my houses to like put lock boxes on and like take pictures and like, you know what I mean? Like, so we did like the one in Jersey, the one in Kingston, like I, I was sending you out to some house, the Cornwall one uh, with that lady, Mary who saved the day uh, and that fucking crazy seller. Uh, so you're like, you're, you're in the real estate game a little bit. And then I remember we had a conversation. You were driving me back. This is in 2021, I remember, because I was moving back to San Diego. And you said, um, you're like, hey, uh, you know, would you, you know, would you want to maybe work together, do some real estate deals? And and I wasn't really looking for someone to work with at the time, but I was kind of like, that's a good, that's a good idea. Let me, let me basically uh let me think about it and get back to you. And after that, we linked up and started buying a lot of properties together. So um I'm gonna, we're going to do a part two and we're going to talk about how you got into real estate and now how what do you do to operate at a high level? Because obviously, in my opinion, you're one of the best house buyers I know. Uh, you're right. amazing at what you do. So basically, there's a, there's a happy ending to this story. Uh, Brett started out, ran this business, learned a lot, got into real estate. And now this guy is an absolute assassin when it comes to buying properties. So that's going to be in part two. Uh, I wanted to to have part one just be kind of like your journey so people can kind of see where you're coming from. So to all the listeners, listen to part two. Obviously, we're going to release both of these podcasts like, uh, you know, every like the, the following week will be part two. So we're going to put everyone on their heels uh, and stick around for part two. So next time you hear this show is going to be part two with Brett. And we're going to talk about how he got into real estate, how he operates at a high level and how to buy houses like a savage. So looking forward to part two, Brett, and I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Are you a real estate investor who wants to get to the next level? Well, my name is Greg Helbeck, and over the last five years, I have bought and sold well over 125 houses, and I have learned a ton of stuff, and I've made a lot of mistakes. And hopefully, as they say, a wise man learns from someone else's mistakes. So if you are a real estate investor and you want to learn how to get to the next level, you might be a good fit for my coaching program. So if you're interested in finding out if my coaching program could be a fit for you, head over to bookacallwithgreg.com. On that website, you're going to be able to simply book a call with me absolutely free for 15 minutes. And I'm basically going to see how I can best help you, right? I'm not going to high pressure sell you. It's going to be none of that whatsoever. It's going to be a very helpful call. We're going to have a 15 minute conversation. I'm going to ask you some questions about where you're at and where you want to get to. 
And if you think it's a fit to potentially work with me as a coaching client, I'd love to offer the opportunity to work with you. And if it's not a fit for some reason, no big deal. That 15-minute call is going to be super, super helpful. I'm going to give you some good pointers so I can help you, you know, get your business to the next level. There's two types of people I work with. The first person is the person who's brand new. They might not have ever done a deal before, and they really want to learn step-by-step how they can get their first deal, right? That's the first person. The second person I work with is someone who might have done some deals. Maybe they have you know a deal every other month coming in, or they just have inconsistent income, and they really want to learn sales and marketing strategies so they can consistently get two, three, four, five deals a month in a formulaic way. So those are the two people I work with. If that sounds like you, I'd love to hop on the phone with you for 15 minutes, see if you're a good fit for our coaching program. Go to bookacallwithgreg.com and sign up for a free consultation today. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.